Hey, beautiful people, you are listening to Limitless Faith Life Growth, the podcast dedicated to growing together in the Lord as young people of our generation. I'm your host, Ifeinua Moreniker, and each week we tackle topics which help us navigate this Christian walk and be the best version of ourselves that God has called us to be. Let's get into it, guys. Hello, blessed generation, everyone listening. I hope you're doing well. I hope your day is going well. I hope that this episode is a blessing to you and you learn quite a bit from it. My voice is quite low because right now it's in the middle of the night right now. I'm back at school. <laughs> I'm on my bed. I have my mic in my hand. I I never record like this, but I have to get an episode out by Thursday. This is this is Friday, the week before. And I don't know my schedule next week because I don't have a timetable. So I'm like, nah, let me record now. And I have the time. I'm awake. I'm alert. Why not? And the episode I'm going to be recording today is about singleness. And I had the thoughts of this episode a while back. I remember it was January because when I checked my notes, I wrote, I basically planned the episode in January. I felt led to write about singleness, navigating the single season. But I think the reason I didn't put the episode out at that time, or I didn't record at that time, is because I just felt like there's so much more I wanted to learn. But even now, <laughs> I feel like there's still so much more I want to learn or need to learn. So everything God has taught me, I'm going to do my best to speak with Holy Spirit's aid. And then anything else that I learn along the way, we're going to do another episode. Simple, simple as that. I do pray I have to get the opportunity for my mom to also discuss this. I love having my mom on the podcast talking about relationships. Also, please ignore any sounds in the background. I'm in school, so. But I do feel feel led to do this episode now. About navigating singleness as a Christian, as someone who believes that Jesus Christ is their Lord and personal Savior. So that's where we are. And by the grace of God, this episode will be a blessing to you and to all the people you share it to. All right, guys, so let's get into it. Okay, so I think I'm going to do this in a way that you're going to be able to write notes. So if you have a notepad or your phone, it'll be great if you can take some notes. I'm only going to have about four or five points. And let's see how far we go. I'm so sorry if you're not used to this low voice. <laughs> I don't want to disturb other people sleeping. Um, I don't have anyone in my room right now. So that's why I can do this. So I was like, let me just take this opportunity. And by the grace of God, I'll be able to find another place to record. But anyway, so singleness, guys. We're talking about singleness and God's purpose in this season. I don't like using the term single season because I think it's really cheesy. I, <laughs> for years, before I got into my first relationship... For years, I was listening to podcasts and reading books and preparing myself for that season of my life. Or should I say season? Okay, I'm just going to use the word season. And I thank God because it helped me understand the things I needed to know and the things I needed to avoid, the things I needed to look out for, and the things that God would lead me to that I do not want in a relationship. I do not want in the person that I will call my future husband. But I think, not I think, the number one thing that's important in this time of your life, singleness, is understanding that this time is so valuable. And this episode is about maximizing this time. Because by the grace of God, once we eventually settle down, we're never going to get this season again because we're going to have a happy marriage and live happily ever after (laughs) with whatever happens along the way, God helping us. But this time of your life will never come back as long as you have a successful marriage, which by the grace of God, we will have. And so therefore, you need to maximize this season because it won't come again. And this episode is learning how to what to do the mindset to carry practical tips on what to do 
to prepare yourself for your future not just prepare yourself for a relationship because our whole life is not about having a relationship although the person you end up with will could make or break your destiny that's very true but this time of your life where you can build alone this time of your life where you can focus on God, just you and God. You don't have someone that you need to be accountable to. You don't have kids. You don't have so many responsibilities. It's just you. And that's why the first thing I'm going to say is, in this season, is to build the God first mentality. You see something about people that are grounded in the Lord. You can't distract a man or woman of God who's grounded in God. You can't You can't shake them. Their feet are too firm in the ways, the systems of the Lord. So someone like that, someone can't just come along and tell them trash or tell them lies or deceive them or push them away from God because even before this person came around, they have already built the God first mentality. They've already built themselves so deep in Christ that if anybody says anything contrary to what God has told them, they can identify it. And that's why a man or woman of God who has understood their calling or purpose in Christ cannot be shaken. They cannot be deceived. They cannot be distracted from their focus, from their purpose, from their calling because they've understood this before the person came along. This person has gone through a process to die to self so that no one has the right to influence their relationship with God. They've learned to put God before anybody's opinion, anybody's commentary. They've learned to put God before themselves. They've died to self. Someone like that, nobody can come in and have a negative influence towards them. No one can come in and tell them, ah, you know, prayer's not that serious. Bible study's not that deep. Ah, yeah, you know, I go to church maybe on Christmas or Easter, and that's fine with me. This person's way too rooted. So they can't be influenced by this person's nonchalant attitude. I'm so sorry if you can hear my stomach (laughs) towards Christ. And this person who has a God-first mentality, before they make any step, they ask God first. You know, the thing is when you're in a relationship, you're now accountable to someone else somebody else has the right to discuss your life your dreams your you know talk to you talk about you have opinions about what you do so if you're in a situation where you are asking your partner you know i've gotten two job opportunities and i don't know what to pick and you know one is higher and he or she says you know pick the higher one obviously because you have been building the god first mentality this person's opinion this person's viewpoint although you may take consideration of it you have already learned that before anybody's opinion, before my opinion, is God's first. You are sensitive to the ways of the Spirit. Which is actually not just for your sake, but for the sake of your partner and for the sake of your kids. Building this God-first mentality, hearing from the Lord, building a personal relationship, an intimate relationship with the Lord. This person has access to revelations of the Holy Spirit. No one can come in and just turn them astray. Because they're deeply rooted. They have a deep foundation in Christ. If you guys read Matthew 7, 24 to 25, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears the words of mine and puts them to practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. When your foundation is on the rock, anything you build upon it will stand. Any relationship you build upon it will stand because you're deeply rooted in the ways of God. You're deeply rooted in his word. So when someone comes along and says something contrary to the word of God, because you have a deep understanding of who God is, what he expects of you, they can't push you astray. I find it interesting how you have Christians who have been in church for a long time 
and let's say you know a woman is a virgin and she's with a male who's not a virgin and he has the right he has the opportunity to persuade her to fornicate then no matter how many years this woman has been in church it's clear she's not deeply rooted in christ she has not put the word of god first the will of god first she does not have that god first mentality that's why it was so easy for satan to use this man to lead her astray if you don't want to be led astray build the god first mentality and i'm not just saying in fornication it can be as i said i gave the example of a job because sometimes it's not so black and white with fornication is obvious there's sin and not sin but when there are other opportunities that can transform your life or destiny and you have a partner who is not sensitive, it can crash you. And that's why you need to be sensitive so you can sense the right thing to do at the right time. And you know what sensitivity also does? It helps you discern the right person. I do not understand why believers would remain in a relationship when you know this person is not for you. Sometimes it's not so obvious. I heard this phrase one time. Someone said, Satan will never give you someone that isn't good on the outside because he knows it'll be obvious he'll get give you someone that appears good a wolf in sheep's clothing or even someone that is a nice person but they're not the person god has ordained for you they're not the person that will uplift you in your destiny they're not the partner god has ordained for you for you to spend the rest of your life with but you can't discern that because you have not built the god first mentality you have not built your sensitivity in the spirit you don't you don't even know god you've been a church girl for the past 10 years and if that's you, then I have many episodes, season one and season two, on seeking God. I think putting God first, surrendering to God, so many. Start that journey. You have no business in being in any kind of long-term committed relationship when your foundation in Christ is rocky. Because anything you build upon that rocky foundation will break and fall and you will suffer the consequences of that broken relationship. Second one, a major one, learn contentment. I think we idolize relationships as Christians. I'm not going to lie. And I used to be in that boat for a long time. Should I tell you guys a secret? Um, <laughs> uh, when I was 19, my brother, he used to say this thing that, mm, I'm a 19, well, teeny boyfriend. That means in Yoruba, uh, 19-year-old yeah, child, you still don't have a boyfriend. He, and my brother was young, is younger than me, by the way. I don't know if he may listen to this and be like, yeah, if you open my yash. But this is a learn experience, okay? Guys, we're not shaming anybody here. So he said that and... I was just hearing a lot of things. A few years before then, I was in a school where two of my friends were dating. I was single. So I was surrounded by these things and I just desired so greatly to be in a relationship. And guess what? I prayed, God, you know, I want a boyfriend before I turn 20. And God gave me a boyfriend <laughs> just like, I think a few months before my 20th birthday. And that was a few years back, but I still don't regret it. Of course, the relationship is over now, but I still don't regret it because it taught me so much. It taught me so much. But it also could have, God could have still taught me those things without being in that relationship. I prayed for something out of a lack of contentment. Should I tell you, you idolize relationships because you're not content with yourself. It's possible that you may lack a sense of purpose, identity. You're waiting for that right partner to come along and define you by, you know, telling you sweet things about yourself, complimenting you, treating you a certain way for you to find value to validate you when the only person who should validate you is God in fact God has already validated you but for you to know your value and identity in Christ you have to actually seek him you have to build a relationship with him build intimacy with him and at this season of my life I was in the process of building intimacy with God because in that season I think it was like after that whole thing happened with my education I spent like a year at home uh, COVID fresh after COVID 
So I was really learning a lot about my spiritual life, but I wasn't there. Because if I was there, I would not be praying to God as a 19-year-old girl for a relationship. Because really, you don't need to be in a relationship at 19 unless God wants you to be. But it's not the season really to be praying out, God, I need a relationship. Bro, you're 19, you've got time. If, you, if a, you know, a, the right guy comes along and I happen to be 19, that's fine. But for me to actively pray about it, it's a sign of a lack of contentment in myself and God. And I understand some people could say, oh, you know, everybody has a boyfriend at 19. We're not everybody. That's why we're believers. We're set apart, called out of darkness into his light. Why are you comparing yourself to people of darkness? Romans 12, 2, a very popular verse says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will, his good, pleasing and perfect will. You need to transform yourself, renew your mind. It's only that way you'll be able to live in the will of God. Because what the world says is, you know, by 13, 14, 15, your people are already dating. In fact, people are sexually, highly sexually active these days to find somebody i remember my sister was telling me how someone told her oh you know you're one of the first ever proper christians i've met that there's no christian that doesn't do stuff first of all what is do stuff for people that go to my school i think you may know what do stuff means i think for people that are in university or in this age brackets early 20s late teens you kind of know what do stuff means right sexual activity so for somebody to openly say you're the first christian lady that he has ever met in this school who doesn't do stuff is baffling. Meaning the others obviously have they of the world. They just use Christ as a label. And then Romans 12 says we should not conform to the pattern of the world. You're following these girls who, yeah, they're in relationships. <laughs> is that relationship ordained by God? And if it's not, it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your time and the time of the person that you are with because it's not ordained by God. And if it's not ordained by God, then most likely it will end in tears, in heartbreak, in wasted time. Proverbs 14, 12 says that there is a way that seems right to a man, but it ends in the way of death. That's deep. It didn't even say it ends in like destruction. It said death. I don't know if it's, that's just NKJV, but it used the word death. But when you go out of your way to do something, that just seems right, that the world says is normal, but you haven't checked it out with God first, it can crash your life. And this kind of links to the first one of seeking God first. But I really want to highlight the importance of just being content in this time, because again, you're not going to get it back. Being content with you and God, building a deep, disciplined relationship between you and God, building friendships in this season, understanding yourself, understanding your identity, Understanding your strengths and your weaknesses so that you can work on them. Learning about yourself, learning about people, learning about relationships. It's a great time, a perfect time to read books. I say this quote all the time because my dad quotes it. It's not when you buy a car that you start learning how to drive. You can start, I mean, I was reading relationship books since what, 16, 17? Because my mom, my parents are marriage counselors and my mom is really great at, you know, counseling and discussing, talking to young people or people in general about relationships and marriage. And so she was always giving us books to read, even though we weren't, you know, coming to relationships anytime soon. And they've helped me transform my mind so much. If you guys need reviews on or some books to read, let me know. I love Gary Chapman. Um, 10 Things I Wish I Knew Before Marriage. I read that. Five Love Languages. Some other ones. But don't think that it's always too early. That when you've met the guy or when you've met the girl, that's too late. In fact, it's before then so that you don't make the mistake when you met, meet the guy or meet the girl. 
So you're prepared when you meet the guy and meet the girl. This season of our life, guys, is very sensitive. It's very sensitive. Some of us can be in the early spectrum of the teens. Some of us can be in the middle or later spectrum of the 20s. Either way, emotions are going around. You're going to be attracted to the opposite gender. This is the time to understand how to apply and to direct those feelings wisely as a believer. Regardless of if you're in a relationship or not, if you're thinking about a relationship or not. Build the foundation now. And remember not to let anybody pressure you into a relationship prematurely. They'll be pressurizing you and just saying things that could make you think, you know, without a man, you're not good enough. Without a relationship, you're lacking something in your life. And really, you know, the word of God says it's not good for man to be alone. So by the grace of God, at the right time, you have a relationship. But that's at the right time. And nobody dictates the right time but God. So anybody else speaking contrary to what God has told you, their opinion doesn't matter really it doesn't our parents sometimes our parents even mean well thank god for the parents i have for sometimes our parents mean well and they just pressure you to into something that you're not ready for and imagine if you're even with the right person but you're not the right version of yourself to be with this person to be in a relationship a healthy thriving relationship with this person and it crashes so be content you are in this season for a purpose for god to work on you and build you for this season I don't care what anybody else around you is doing. They're living their life. Even if they're other believers, there are fellow believers who may be dating at your age and you're still single and that's okay. I mean, guys, we're still young. Where you are right now is where you need to be. And Proverbs 16.9 tells us that in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. You can plan wherever you want. As long as you have already said, I'm a believer and I want God to lead my life, he's going to establish your steps. By the end of the day, he's not going to force you. But once you have said, God... I submit to your will. You have to be patient. You have to wait for his timing, his will, his person. Learn to just be content with you and God. Build your love for God first. In fact, I don't think you can even learn to love another human being the way they deserve to be loved if you don't know how to love God, if you don't understand, if you've never experienced the love of God. Should I say experience? I think we experience it, but we may not recognize it. And I remember my sister also discussed with someone where, you know, I think they were trying to chat her up, but like, you know, we could be together and he's not a believer. And she's very blunt, which is, you know, perfect because in this situation specifically, because she said, you can never love me the way I deserve to be loved because you don't understand the love of Christ. That was deep. You guys can write that down. A man or woman will never understand you. A man or woman who is not in Christ, who has never, who does not know God, will never understand how to properly love you because they don't understand the love of Christ. That's where all love originates. I mean, God is love. So how can you tell me you know how to love someone when you don't know God? And that's what this time is about. That's why you're, the number one thing you need to do is seek him first. What I should have even said in the first point is Matthew 6, 33, which is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added onto you. Be content in God first. Everything else will come after, but you need to work on you and God first. Be content with where he has you. Trust in his will for you in this time. The person he's building you to be in this time. He knows why he has you here. But do you trust him? Do you trust his process, his ways? Right, the next one is don't worship the idea of a relationship or marriage. Guys, enjoy this time of your life. Enjoy independence and just focus on you. I've said this before. You know, you're allowed to be, I don't want to say selfish, but you're allowed to focus on your self-development fully right now. You don't have to think about anybody else. And that's a privilege. It's a huge privilege. You're not going to get the once marriage and all this kid stuff. 
focus on who focus on who it's not even just you your husband and kids the society that you surround by you're surrounded by as you get older and as god grows you in christ he's going to have more people that he wants you to be a blessing to it's no longer about you bro it's no longer about you sis but right now it's about you so maximize this time where it's about you because it may not come back in the same way and then kind of branching off this point should i say point four or maybe just under point three either way maximize this time god has given you the opportunity to work on you and no one else and the reason i'm saying this is because almost everybody has some kind of trait maybe toxic trait or insecurity or bad habit that you've built that you have developed that you have that has been planted sown grown <laughs> it's like a tree now from childhood and it has to be dealt with because if it's not even if the right person comes along you could crash that relationship because of these things you did not deal with in your single season i'll give myself using myself as an, as an example recently i blew up on my sister for something and i felt so bad because i never i hardly get angry like that i hardly blow up i very very rarely blow up my anger is usually quite quiet but i think that's something that i've been deceiving myself with because realistically you know everybody gets angry so if you're not express your anger whether quietly or so because i wasn't expressing my anger then it's just going to build up and I, I blew up at her and you know I, later i apologized and we talked out and stuff but it was an indication that i have to work on this i have to work on how i deal with anger and i spoke to my mom about it and you know just a lot of things from childhood came up and i'm the eldest so i'm very used to when things happen i just you know i'm always the one that would take it and i won't say anything i'll try and you know encourage my siblings and you know, they can be angry and do what they want. But because I'm the older one, I'm the mature one. I have to hold it. I have to keep it. And because of that, I've just been used to just holding things in. I rarely lash out at people. I rarely, you know, express my anger. But that doesn't mean I don't get angry. It just means that I've found an, a very unhealthy way of managing my anger. And I discussed it with my mom. And we just had this whole conversation and this kind of thing, it can affect a relationship. And that's one of the reasons I really want to deal with it because I don't want it to affect my relationship. I don't want to affect my relationship with my partner. I don't want to affect my relationship with my friends, my family, the people that I love and care about. To keep things in all the time and then lash out and maybe the things I say or do are unrepairable. What happens then? And, you know, the best time to focus on that is your single season if you have the opportunity. Some of you guys may even be in relationships and you're like, you know, I've just toxic traits. Abby, should I break up? If it's something you can fix in a relationship, then do that. But be aware of your, your weak points. Be aware that you're human, that everybody has some kind of thing that they grew up with in their childhood or thing that they experienced that they need to unpackage. My mom used this analogy. She said, covered wounds don't heal. They just fester. You know when you have a plaster, you have a, a wound. Covered wounds don't heal. You need to uncover your wounds for them to heal. And that's a painful process, but it needs to be done for you to get back to health. You know when you guys have a wound, like back in school, maybe you fall down, you scrape your knee, then you put a plaster over it, then after a while they say, oh, take off the plaster so that it can heal. And it's only after you move the plaster that it starts to get scabs and all that stuff. But before then, all the plaster does, it keeps debris away from it so that it doesn't get infected but after a while it, you actually have to let go of the plaster so that it can heal so my mom was telling me that that you know i had to learn to be vulnerable and be more vocal with my feelings because if i go and i try and build a healthy relationship 
with that mindset, at some point it will take a toll on me and my partner. If I never express myself, if I'm angry or upset, even if I'm super happy and I don't express it, there will be like some form of emotional bondage or restriction on the relationship. And a relationship can't flourish when there is no emotional connection. I mean, of course, a relationship is more than emotions. It's much more than emotions, in fact. Because there's going to be a time in a relationship where the emotions fly out the window. You still have to be with that person. Well, you know, when I'm discussing marriage in this episode, that is for someone like my mom to discuss. By the grace of God, we get her back on this podcast this year. Mommy, if you're hearing this, that is your sign to, you know, create time in your schedule for me. <laughs> but yeah, work on those things now, guys. You don't want to be the reason you break someone down or you break someone's heart into millions of pieces and it's so hard for them to build up again simply because you refuse to deal with toxic traits that people have pointed out to you. Maybe the Holy Spirit has even pointed out to you when you were in your single season. Even your insecurities. I mentioned that briefly before, when you're trying to use your partner to validate you, you can't, you can't be doing that. Because the minute that they forget to compliment you, the minute they forget to say something nice about you, not out of spite, they just, you know, it's not their job to make you feel validated. It's not their job to patch up your insecurities. If you don't know who you are, you don't know your identity, if you feel lost, go to your creator, go to God. If you have some traits you need to work on, toxic traits toxic habits go and see a therapist i i have no you know i'm never against christians going to therapy especially if it's a christian therapist talk about your feelings write them down my mom mentioned this to me write them down if you know you're burning with anger and you can't express it to the person write it down release it somehow if your trait is that you like commitment then you don't even you have no business being in a relationship because that's not fair on the other party especially if you're a believer immediately your purpose for entering any kind of relationship is to be committed so that it can lead to marriage so if you have a problem with commitment as a christian please do not enter any kind of relationship because you're wasting your time and you're wasting your partner's time but you need to work on that as well it may take therapy it may take you know intense prayer it may take fasting it may take time just focusing on you working on you understanding yourself but you need to deal with that before bringing that kind of baggage onto an innocent human being. Of course, every person will still have some kind of baggage, but the ones you can deal with, the habits, the emotional trauma, the things you can work on, work on them. So you can have a thriving relationship. Again, it will be horrible if you're with the right person, but you, God has brought the right person to you, but you with your own hand ruin your relationship because the things you didn't deal with before break you guys apart. Sometimes you feel like you're ready for a relationship and God is telling you no. Listen to God, he knows why he's telling you no. It's not about age, it really isn't about age. Yeah, everybody else is doing it, let's be honest. Most people that you see, especially if you're like in university, many people you see doing it now, they're not going to marry the person. And your path is different, you're not there to do stuff, quote unquote. You're there to, to eventually marry this person. So don't waste your time. If God is leading you to focus on your education right now, focus on your education. Many people, like especially in private schools, you're at the age where you really don't even need to think about a relationship right now. But I understand with like federal schools or public schools, people are older and your life doesn't go on pause just because you're trying to get an education. Because once you finish, you know, you start scouting like, we're all the good guys, we're all the, all the good girls. God brought plenty of options to you and you missed every single one because you were not sensitive. Again, going back to point, it's like almost all these points intertwine because I keep saying going back to point one, going back to point two, going back to point three. But it's true. God wants you to be the right version of yourself to meet the right version of him or her. If you and your future partner meet right now, maybe you wouldn't be ready. But if the updated version, if the 
transformed version of you and your partner meet, you'll be ready for a relationship and you have a relationship that thrives. So the problem isn't the person, the problem could be the timing. So make sure you're sensitive to your timing. And of course, the person is very important. So guys, I pray this episode has been helpful for you. Um, It's a bit different. I know my voice may sound different. The vibe may be different, but that's just the situation we are dealing with right now. I just pray this episode has been a blessing to you and a blessing to every single person that you will share this episode with. Um, We're available on Instagram if you have any questions. If you have any topics that you would love me to discuss, then let me know. You can message me on Instagram. My DMs are open. So yeah, guys, I will be with you guys next week for the next episode. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. Have an amazing month. Have an amazing year. Have an amazing 2023. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye.